it is essential to have a certain resolve in order to abide in the teaching or become the teaching of Ramana Maharshi. So what does resolve mean? What does it mean to have a certain resolve? First, it means that you have to be honest about where you are. One of the fallacies of Ramana's teaching is its instant nature. The fact that it takes you directly to the source. To see the seer, which is the core teaching of Ramana Maharshi. To see what looks through the lens of your eyes, right? So there's this instant quality of the teaching of Ramana that leads you to the source in the heart, right? It's really the essence of the Heart Sutra that the Buddha revealed, right? Form is emptiness and emptiness is form. Ramana takes you immediately there. But to abide in that realization, that awakening to the truth of yourself requires resolve, perseverance, commitment, and honesty, ruthless honesty with yourself. Because the awakened experience does not equate to liberation, and that's how it's often heard in the West. This idea of effortless realization, effortless abidance. Because in the absolute sense, you are already free as that source, which is the self, right? You are already free as the source. This is the absolute truth. However, in the relative sense, that is absolutely not true. The practices must be applied continuously in order to develop the skill to abide as you are. It must be practiced continuously in order to train yourself to focus the mind on the source until there is no mind, there is no you, and then the realization of the Heart Sutra unfolds naturally. Form is emptiness and emptiness is form. Often after the awakened experience, there's a kind of arrogance in the West that says, I am enlightened, I am liberated, I am free. The problem is the I is still very much alive. The ego is still very, very present, very powerful, and very tricky. People convince themselves that they are liberated when it's simply a lie generated by the mind. So to overcome this, one must have a certain resolve. And resolve has three primary meanings. 
the first meaning of resolve is to solve, to solve a problem. And the problem that Ramana Maharshi addresses, the problem that self-inquiry addresses is the suffering nature of your mind and ego. So ego is the root of your mind and we are trained from the time we're very young to listen to and agree with the thoughts that arise in mind. This happens from a very early age in the West. So naturally we believe what we think and we agree with what we think instantly without questioning the thought without noticing the agreement. And it's the agreement between ego and mind, your ego and your mind, that generates your suffering. This is the suffering nature of mind. When the mind has a thought and you instantly agree. And most thoughts are about you and about your problems, your life, your desires and making your life move in your direction so you can be happy. Most people are focused on their thoughts, desires, the past and the future and believe that they are their body. This is the suffering nature of mind. So the problem that's being solved with self-inquiry is the root cause of suffering, which is egoic identification with the physical body, which is infused with your senses and genetics, which generates a very powerful illusion that you are what you think you are. You are your body, right? You are your problems. You are your past. You are your potential future right? Our attention moves with the mind. We are a slave to what we think until, or you are a slave to what you think, until you realize and notice that you are agreeing with your thoughts which generate what you feel. It's not the outer circumstances that generate it. It seems like you are reacting to what someone said or a particular situation only because you're identified with the body, right? Only because you're identified with your perspective, your thoughts. This is what generates it. So in terms of resolve, resolve is solving that problem, returning your attention to the source. And to abide in the source means that you have to develop the skill to stay still as stillness in the source. This is a skill that must be developed to make any progress towards what is known as liberation to realize that you are liberated on a deep level requires that this skill be developed. And Ramana was very, very clear on this point. 
very clear. Self-inquiry must be continuous. This was Ramana's core teaching. So as you move throughout your day, you have to question who is the who that's doing anything. Who is talking, who is listening, who is praying, who is crying, who is happy, who is sad, who is angry, who is driving, who is walking, who is talking. Questioning the who directly confronts your ego and stops the story from unfolding in your mind. The story of you is the root cause of the suffering nature of mind. Right? So resolve is this fierce application of self-inquiry which annihilates the story, annihilates the root cause of suffering. It's not about answering the question, who am I? It's about practicing who am I until there is no questioner. There is no one asking the question, right? It destroys the questioner. This is the purpose of self-inquiry. The question, who am I? So the second meaning of resolve is to bring discord into harmony. Discord into harmony. Moving from discord to harmony. And thoughts, especially in the West, are discordant, chaotic, crazy. And we are trained from a very small age to give our attention to the mind without questioning it all, at all. This is part of our cultural conditioning. So if you were raised in a family that used anger as a form of communication, then your perspective is one of anger, one of fighting. That is your typical, normal way of communication. This is what you were taught by your family, by your family interactions, right? That's just an example of cultural conditioning that is discordant. It is chaotic. It's not true right? But because you were small and that was your environment, that's what you learned. And you might have been lucky and raised in a family that was in harmony and the conversation was gentle and peaceful and kind and compassionate. And that is the language that you grew up with, right? So bringing the mind from chaos to stillness, again, requires the resolve to be still and to develop the capacity to remain one-pointed, meaning focus on the source. And this is the purpose of the question, who am I? To bring the mind, which is completely chaotic and discordant, into harmony with the source, in alignment with the source, in abidance with the source in the heart. And then the third meaning of resolve is to make a very strong commitment. 
So in order to free yourself from the discordant thoughts of your mind, from the suffering caused by your own mind, by the craziness in your mind, you must make the firm commitment, I am going to be free no matter what. Nothing is going to distract me from the truth of who I am. Nothing will pull me off center, right? So the mind is always pulling you off center into the chaos of your life, into the ups and downs of your circumstances, your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, your ideas, your strategies to protect yourself, the complexity of suffering. It's always going to pull you into that. So in order to develop this skill of staying centered in the truth and the source, you must develop that skill. And you must tell the truth that the awakened experience might have been profound, a profound shift, a dramatic shift in your consciousness, but that does not equate to liberation. It's not the same thing. You can have an awakened experience with a chaotic mind. The mind can suddenly stop and you have a, whoa, earth-shattering shift into this living truth that you are, right? But it doesn't last and the old patterns of suffering come back because you have not developed the skill to remain still as the source, as stillness itself as form is emptiness and emptiness is form. This is a skill that must be developed and that takes time. It takes time to burn through all of the karma that's in your genetics. So your body is ruled by the law of karma. Your body is ruled by the law of karma. It must fulfill what it came here to fulfill, period. Regardless of what anyone says or does, your body has a predestined course. It's already mapped out. The challenge is not to identify with the body, but the source, which is always still, always here, and is omniscient. So you cannot possibly leave it. But the mind can trick you into thinking that you can leave it. This is why you have the experience of bliss in the awakened moment, and then suffering comes back in and reasserts itself. So this resolve, this commitment, I am going to be free no matter what, has to be very, very strong, bone-breaking strong. Because the illusion of life and the very powerful illusion of your physical body infused with your genetics and your feeling nature of your body and the senses of your body will trick you and pull you back into the illusion that the majority of people are caught in on the planet. So you can't get support from the world. Support comes from inside you, from the heart, and from true teachers that are pointing you inside to the source in your heart, right? A true teacher is turning your attention 
to the Sat Guru in your own heart. This is the gateway of freedom, right? So the practice of self-inquiry is questioning the ego, confronting your ego, and it is not always comfortable. In fact, it can be very uncomfortable because there is no story in who am I. The mind can't elaborate the story of suffering with that question. It annihilates the story. It annihilates the questioner. It annihilates this idea of you. This is its purpose. And if it's practiced continuously as you move through your day, you return to the source, return to the source, which is pure, unbounded happiness until you realize on a very, very deep level that you are that happiness. You are not the mind. You are not the ego. You are not the body. You have no problems in that, right? You don't even have to surrender or become liberated in that because that is always already liberated, this pure presence of being alive in your heart. But the mind is powerful. The ego is powerful, this identification with your body. It will trick you. It will trick you into thinking that you are liberated after an awakened experience. Or maybe you've had several awakened experiences. And you've tricked yourself or you're lying to yourself and saying, I'm liberated. This is the enlightened ego. Right? But it's not freedom. Enlightened ego has nothing to do with liberation. As long as the ego remains, there is no liberation in the relative sense. So resolve. The resolve to solve a problem of suffering, right? The resolve to bring your mind into the stillness of the heart from discord to harmony. And the resolve, the deep commitment I want to be free. I will do everything in my power to be free. And this requires the deepest surrender of what you want, what you want to do, what you want to be, what you want to have. All of your strategies, all of your problems must be surrendered in order to abide in the presence of being in the heart. A living freedom that you are and always will be. Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi, and I'll be talking to you again soon.